to Just One More with Joanna and Daphne, a fitness and nutrition podcast for normal people who want to be more awesome. If you have trouble deciding between Just One More Cupcake and Just One More Kettlebell Swing, this is the podcast for you. I'm Joanna Shaw-Flam. I'm an actor, a comedian, and a normal person. And I'm Daphne Yang. I'm a certified personal trainer, certified nutrition counselor, and the creator of Hit It!, New York's ultimate high-intensity interval training workout. Before we begin, remember to talk to your doctor or medical practitioner before starting any workout or nutrition plan. Today is a very special episode. Daphne, it's our 150th episode. OMG! Can you believe... So crazy! ...that we've spent that much time talking at each other? (laughs) Um, Yes, I can. (laughs) And that doesn't even include all the unrecorded hours of us talking at each other. That's so incredible. I'm so proud of us. I am too. I'm literally patting us on the back right now. Um, (laughs) And, uh, yeah, today, I wanted today's episode to be a celebration of everything that is fun and funny about the stuff that we talk about on the show, um, and I also wanted to thank, I feel like there should be like a special um, designation for people who were our patrons on Patreon during our 150th yeah, episode. Yeah, for sure. So, um, uh, I'm giving a virtual virtual crowns to uh, our patrons, who, which includes Andy, Lola, Jan, Jason, Mike, Dave, Ethan, Libby, Maddie, Patricia, Sarah, and Ben. Thank you for supporting the show. Um, if you want to be part of our Patreon community, go to justonemorepodcast.com and click become a patron at the top of the page. Uh, and then I'll give you a virtual crown or something else that seems appropriate. Yeah, I feel uh, like everyone loves a good shout out. I know. Mm-hmm. Shout out. Because you are so special, patrons. Um, well, so the, the theme of today's show is fitness is funny, um, which I think is in some ways, uh, a guiding principle of our show, that there are things, even though a lot of the stuff we talk about is super serious, it's also very silly. It is. It absolutely is. There are so many comical aspects to fitness and this whole wonky wellness world that we are in. So So true. Um, So we have three special guests today, um, three comedians who all have stories of um, either uh, exercise-related hubris (laughs) <laughs> Actually, they all in some way have to do with exercise-related hubris, um, which is, I think, a thing that we normal people do all the time, which is we reach a little further than our grasp. Um, and uh, so I'm very excited for you to hear the stories. I think you will laugh. Um, and, uh, yeah, anything else you want to say about our 150th episode? Uh, thank you to all of our amazing listeners who have yes. supported us throughout the years. Um, what started as your idea, Joanna... <laughs> Uh, and yeah, and me being like, that's a great idea, Joanna. We started as this, this little thing and now we are a nice big thing. So hooray. Um, yeah, yeah, super honored to be a part of this and I love all of our listeners. Yeah. You guys really help make the show what it is. You give us ideas and you help us know what you like. Um, and so keep that information coming. We want to make a show that works for you. So, um, on that note, oh, and also, like, I should just thank Daphne. Oh. like, she's the reason our show has any real content. <laughs> so thank you for the yeah. science and for sure. the heart. Yeah, absolutely. You know, this has been so special for me because this is the platform in which I get to share everything from knowledge to my opinions to what I'm into. Um, to stuff I made up. <laughs> to stuff that I just create. Um, to sharing my life and sharing my story. Things that I don't really get the opportunity to do. Um, uh, I was about to say ever, but that's not true. But it's like, this is more than what I, you know, share on Instagram. Right. So, uh, yeah, I feel like our listeners know, like, a very deep part of me. And that that's super cool. So, yeah. yay. 
Thanks awesome. for your support, guys. Uh, so enjoy these stories. Uh, have a laugh. Um, and send us your funny fitness stories. We would love to hear them. Claire Yale, comedy's Claire Yale. Thanks for joining us. Yes, thank you for having me. Um, Claire and I know each other through comedy. We are on an improv team together. It's very cool. Uh, and I asked if anyone had uh, silly stories about uh, either fitness or nutrition or sports experiences. Uh, and Claire was like, I think I have one. Um, so, when, so when when did this happen to you? Um, so this is when I was living in San Diego, which is right before I moved to New York. Um, so you're like so, an adult person, but a young adult person. Yeah. This is like my first place I lived after college. Mm-hmm. Um, so under 25. I feel like all stories should be separated into like things you did under 25 or over 25. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And then like over 30, I think is another good milestone. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and I think like there's really good subsets of twenties as well. If you really (laughs) wanted to get into it. Right. (laughs) This very clearly fits into the like 23 to 25 (laughs) bucket. Uh, so what happened to you? Um, so I was dating this guy, um, who was a long-term boyfriend of mine and he, like how long is long-term when you're 23? Like, like a year and a half. That's pretty serious. <laughs> I, I mean, it seemed serious. We were like, <laughs> I moved to San Diego because he lived there. Ah. Um, so it was like pretty serious. Um, it was like, a we graduated college. We're taking a step mm-hmm. like, we didn't live together, you know, we didn't do anything that resembles actual like adulthood, but it was like enough of a step. And yeah, he, uh, is a very, very nice man, uh, was, and still is. I'll just like say that up front. Um, (laughs) he is, uh, and always has been very into physical exercise. Mm -hmm. Um, and is that something you had in common? Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I am one of those people who, uh, I identify with you on the show, Joanna. <laughs> so you're saying you're a normal person. <laughs> yes. I am one of the normal persons, uh, who like will run quite a bit for like three months and then not run at all for four. Sure. Uh, and played sports in high school, but like had to have a coach tell me to run to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can like pretty much pick it up again if I try, but, um, I need the motivation to do it. Yeah. And he was more of a, like, he actually enjoys doing this for some reason person. Yeah. Yes. Yep. He's like a everyday run to the gym, lift weights at the gym, run home kind of guy. I don't know. I don't know how to do that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Especially when you're that age, when like, like I get that now when we're older, it's like, sure maybe try real hard to exercise and keep your body in a good shape. But like when you're 22, your body is like just a gift from God, you know? Yeah. Why, why are you <laughs> so working like, so hard? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I've since learned that it's because of the habits that you form. Interesting. Maybe, but, Interesting. So you're um, with sporty boyfriend. Yes. Sporty boyfriend. Um, and he had by, he lived with his parents at the time. Very cool. It's fine. Yep, that happens. Um, after college. Although your parents explicitly told you you would not be living with them. Is that correct? 
Yes. My parents told me if I moved back to my hometown, I was not invited to live (laughs) in their home. (laughs) Cool. Which I thank them for now. Right. Uh, At the time, it was shocking. I like showed her the job description of the job that I was looking at in my hometown. And she literally looked at me without blinking (laughs) and said, where would you live? It's a, it's how I hope to parent, you know, aggressive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Tough, but fair. Push those, push those babies out of the nest. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Get your nest back. Uh, so sporty boyfriend was firmly in the nest, firmly in the nest. Um, and he lived up against a high school. And it happened to be the high school he had gone to school at. Wow. Um, yeah, it was it was a trippy time. Um, again, such a nice man. <laughs> if he's listening, if he has found as a sports fan your podcast, right, right, right. I just want to say he is so nice. Uh huh. Um, very fond memories of our time together. Um, and there was this exercise like thing at his high school that. I've come to find was called patch. Have you heard of this? uh -uh. It was like next to where the football players would practice. And it's a system of logs that are set up like an obstacle course. Okay. Like a foot, like a foot to two feet wide logs. Mm -hmm. Um, and some of them are horizontal and some of them are like, uh, like parallel bars, Kind of. Oh, yeah. Um, I can sort of imagine this. Sometimes they'll have them in like um, like natural areas where you're like walking around a lake and then there will be some like exercise equipment. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, it is very similar to that, but like like large quantity. There were a lot. There's a lot of a different. A lot of logs. <laughs> quite a few logs. <laughs> um, I actually just YouTube this to make sure that word patch was what I was remembering correctly. And you can like see all of these different obstacle courses. Listeners, I'm going to ask Claire to give me this YouTube link so that I can include it in the show notes so you can know what we're talking about. So there's like logs that are sticking upward out of the ground facing the sky that you like would step up on Mm -hmm. and that's a lunge and like jump down and do a squat. But we had this whole like hour long workout routine that he would do in high school on this exercise Logs. <laughs> logs. Uh, and so I like really wanted to keep up with him. Um, and I also like really, really wanted to fit into the San Diego lifestyle. Sure. In a way that I look back on and think was pretty inauthentic. Uh-huh. Um, but part of it was like proving that I could be really physical and, um, hearkening back to what I was mentioning earlier, how like I can kind of pick it up, you know, like I'm, yeah, I'm, a medium, like, okay, you know, physical person. I feel like many of us normal people hold this idea in our heads of like, I mean, I can do it. Like if I really had to, like if, if zombies attacked, like I would survive, like (laughs) I I would be able to outrun them. I just don't run regularly, but like if push came to shove, I could do it. Right. That's exactly right. (laughs) It's like, I have done 40 pushups before. Yeah. Like I could do 40 pushups right now. Yeah. And it's like, I, I haven't done a pushup in a year, you know, like, of course I couldn't. (laughs) So I really wanted to do that. And like, we also had this history of like being friends for a long time before Mm -hmm. we dated. So it was like kind of this funky thing where I always still wanted to be that friend where like, yeah, we can work out together. It's cool. And I just had this system of like, we would do it. I would push myself too hard. I would hurt myself. I would cry. We would do it again. I would hurt myself. (laughs) I'd push myself too hard. I would cry. We would do it again. Uh, 
And the first one, which I just realized the order, the first one was my mini concussion. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that concussions came in sizes. Uh, they do, and they can be mini, and a doctor will tell you that, which was kind of deflating because I – the attention side of me is like, oh my God, something's wrong. <laughs> and he's like, well, not really. You're basically fine. Just be careful. But I, so we were doing this patch exercise where, um, so there's a log laying on the ground and then there's a log about like a foot higher than that. Um, just inset a little bit and you, you hop there's another log to stabilize your hands and you hop from the log on the ground to the log in the middle and back down. And it's like this, you know, exercise and cardio exercise. It's this exercise thing, Joanna. (laughs) I don't know. I'll figure it out eventually. (laughs) It's like strength cardio mix, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, and it just was too hard for me. Uh, and my feet slipped off the bottom log onto the ground and I, they hooked onto the upper log and my body just flung back uh, and my head just smashed against the ground. Oh no. And the reason it was like not a terribly serious concussion is that I didn't have a lot of the symptoms. Like I felt a little nauseous, Uh but I remembered it fine. And I don't know. Anyway, it was like not all the things that make a concussion. It was like not that big of a deal. Right. But the next day at work, I was writing emails and I like, like couldn't remember how to spell stuff. Ooh. And it was like, my words were superimposing and, uh, it was very funky. I just like, so I went to the doctor and he was like, yeah, you, you have a mini concussion, but you're generally okay. Just like (laughs) take it easy. Uh, was sporty boyfriend impressed? What did he do when you gave yourself a concussion? he was, uh, he was impressed. He was sweet about it. He like helped me up. I just, I was really hard on myself too. Yeah. Because, um, I wanted to be that person so much. Sure. Like that could prove to him that I was these things. And instead Um, you're the person who falls on the logs and gets a mini concussion. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm that person too. And then one time I fell and like gave myself a cut on my shin so deep that I still have a scar. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. And when we finally stopped doing the patch exercise was when, um, there were these horizontal bars, like three or four feet off the ground. Mm Uh, and you are supposed to lift, put your arms, push your body over. And both of your legs are supposed to swing over this horizontal log Uh and, and you land and keep running and do the next one. And I couldn't do it. I mean, it's just like, was out like, so far outside of my physical capabilities. Yeah. They were, I mean, it's made for high school boys, right. you know, and I was, I'm neither of those things. Yeah. Um, and my feet caught and I, my arms were like still trying to go over. So I landed on my face. Oh no. <laughs> about, you know, three feet off the ground. Oh. So, or maybe more, I don't know. So I just started like bleeding and we were already in a fight because, we didn't go to Coachella because it was the same year as Easter. <laughs> so he was mad at me because he wasn't going to Coachella. And I was mad at him because I said, go to Coachella if you want. Right. And he was like, no, I want to be with you for Easter. But clearly but he, he didn't. W- right. He wanted to be in Coachella for sure. Easter. I get it. I think <laughs> Kanye West was there that year. 
So I just started like crying because all the nerves in your face are all freaked out from sure. falling on it. And, and I was really embarrassed because I like, <laughs> I mean, you don't often as an adult find yourself face down on anything. Right, right, right. So it was horrifying. And I just like started crying and I was like, you should have gone to Coachella. <laughs> And he was like, we can't do this anymore. And I was like, our relationship? And he was like, no, the patch. And then and then we stayed together for another six months. I can't believe you got a concussion, a permanent scar, and smashed in the face. And he had to be the one who was like, I think this is over. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the trouble is that it was, like, really fun, you know, and, like, you guys talk about this on the podcast of, like, finding, you know, what's joyful sure. about these things. And, like, it was it was really fun to do. You are like trying to do this whole obstacle course mm-hmm. and, um, it was interesting. It just was like outside of my capacity. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that your face has recovered. And as far as I can tell, your brain recovered fine. <laughs> right. We'll never know. We'll never know. Um, I'll... Claire, thank you for sharing your <laughs> embarrassing story. <laughs> Although in some ways, maybe more embarrassing for sporty boyfriend. I don't know. But, uh, if people want to find you on the internet, where should they look for you? Oh yeah. Um, people can follow me on Instagram. My, uh, Instagram handle is C B as in bear Y as in Yale. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, Y as in Yale, B as in bear, C as in Claire. CBY, YBC. Yes. On Instagram. It's just my, uh, initials palindromed. Nice. Uh, awesome. Well, uh, thanks Claire. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was a delight. Emily Johnson, welcome to Just One More. Hi, thanks for having me. (laughs) Uh, So Emily, I know you through um, comedy and performing contexts, but I also know that you, like, in some ways are maybe one of the most serious athletes in my life. Or have been at points in your life, which does not mean I expect you to be serious about it (laughs) today. Um, But uh, you've done all sorts of stuff. Like, what's like a short version of your sort of athletic history? Okay. Where where are you coming from? Where I come from is, uh, as a kid, I always played on a sports team, but I was always like the most improved. (laughs) I didn't consider myself an athlete. I grew up in a neighborhood where all the all the kids played a sport. That was just normal. I wasn't particularly good. Usually the last person picked. Um, but the secret is that if you are at least a person who moves regularly, by the time you're an adult, you're like a, a decent athlete. You can like... <laughs> Just don't stop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can, like, play on your work softball team. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up, uh, in my 20s, I was very not active, and I was struggling with a lot of things in my life. Uh, I got a divorce at about age 30, 31, and I had a moment. I was, my dad uh, has a, uh, spends a lot of time at a ski resort. He now lives there. So I had spent a week skiing with him and my cousin and feeling amazing and revisiting this feeling as a kid. I had, I would go skiing every weekend and when you're skiing, you feel like you're flying. Yeah. Right. And I came home from that. I was like this new person. I had been on my own for about nine months and I had been going to the gym, loving going to the gym, uh, feeling like even that was this, uh, 
uh, just respite, this really incredible sense of control in my life to be able to work out whenever I wanted. I had started running, which I had previously been told that because of my knees, I could never run. So I came home and I thought, how do I continue feeling like this? And I went, this was like 2003, so I went on active.com, which still exists. <laughs> huh. Uh, very straightforward. Yeah. And they had a 12 weeks to your first triathlon, a little plan. Yeah. Great. And it, it was a phenomenal plan. I followed it to the T and I did my first triathlon. Wow. And then for about the next five or six years focused on triathlon and mountain biking and uh, topped out at the Ironman, totally burned out. <laughs> And then went to just running marathons. Just running marathons. Yeah, no big deal. And now <laughs> it's I'm... like a third of an Ironman, so it's like oh, it's you know. not. It's it's nothing. But the problem is, if you stop triathlon completely, a marathon after a couple of years starts to feel like a lot. <laughs> it's like sure. oh yeah, no, this is hard. I feel that way on a much uh, smaller level. If I've been like running five miles and then I stop for a while and then I try to run two miles, I'm like, wait, this was easy before. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I haven't been running regularly and I dread it now. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I need <laughs> to go out. I'm scared. So you didn't even really start competing at this level until you were in your 30s. Correct. Yeah. Um, so you, uh, you were telling me about your experience with your first triathlon. Uh, what was that like? Where was it? Okay. So this was the Staten Island Flat as a Pancake race. <laughs> Flat as a Pancake triathlon. It's, it still is going on. It's a phenomenal race because guess, guess what, what the distinguishing feature of it is? Uh, no hills. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's flat. Um, it's it's at Midway Beach, and it's a, a sprint distance triathlon. Please don't call them minis. Yeah, just seems offensive. <laughs> My mom used to say things like, oh, well, this triathlon is just a mini, right? And I'm like, mom, I'm sorry, did you walk three miles today? Yeah. I'm confused about what part of this is <laughs> super easy and no big deal. Um, so... I had I had taken all these steps to compete in this race. Right? You weren't doing it just to do it. You were like there to compete. Um, no, I was there to finish, but I was <laughs> sure. in, I was in good enough shape that I expected to be able to, uh, you know, swim. The it's only a quarter of a mile swim, still far. And then, <laughs> for those of us who have not been in the water for a long time, it is in the ocean. Yeah, but the bay is not that challenging of a. A swim area um and then a like a 12 mile bike and then a three mile run right um so I was expecting to be able to like bike at whatever six, I don't know if I even knew what speed I could bike <laughs> at then maybe 16 miles an hour mm -hmm. I'm not a clue run like you know a good pace where I was running probably I would have expected like a nine minute mile or mm -hmm. something again I don't think I knew my paces then. <laughs> so it's weird to look back. Um, so I wasn't thinking, oh, I'll just survive. I was right. thinking I'm going to do it. Um, but winning an award wasn't on my mind. And so I, I did the race. And uh, I had bought a wetsuit. I had bought a bicycle for this. Like wow. I, was in, I lived in New York City. I didn't have a bicycle. <laughs> um, 
it was a whole journey. I went to an open water swim clinic because it's a totally different thing swimming in open water than in a pool, right? Yeah. Um, it can be. Yeah. It, it just, it really depends on the day. But it's scary mm -hmm. because you put your face in cold water, uh -huh. right? And sometimes it's cold and dark. Yeah. And then also a swim start, really in any open water race, you're right with a bunch of people. Right. Have you done a triathlon? Mm-mm. Um, you can get a bit battered around, especially yeah. if it's a water start. Um, so yeah, so I, I came out of the swim pretty well. Um, I, uh, was able to do a quick transition. So that's in triathlon. The fourth event is the transition, which is changing uh, your clothes. There right? you go. Um, that's, is there a triathlon where I just compete in changing my clothes? Because I bet um, I'd be pretty good at that. I mean, we could make one. <laughs> Perfect. You totally, you know what? You should do a relay. And I'll just do all the clothes changing. <laughs> that totally <laughs> makes People sense. can do the sports. Makes tons of sense. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Um, so, yeah. So I'm, uh, I had met a couple of friends through this open water swim clinic and they were doing the race as well. Marlene and Israel, they were a couple. And uh, I, I get to the finish line and I'm like, I was ahead of a lot of people. Hmm. And Israel, I think Israel had finished. She was quite a good athlete. And I noticed Marlene was, I was faster than her. I think we were in different waves, but mm -hmm. still I was like, I'm like 20 yeah. minutes ahead of her. Maybe not 20 minutes, right. but. Um, and I, I started to think, I, I think I may have placed in this race. Okay, so the secret is in triathlons, like, it's not just first, second, third. It's first, second, third in every five-year age group. Ah, so like uh, the 20 to 25 or 25 to 30. Yeah. yeah. So you're competing against people who are close to you yeah. in age. So you're, you're at, at the time you would be competing against six to 12 people. Aha. So it's sort of like that, you know, everyone gets an award. Sure. Sometimes. Um, so I, I told Israel, like, I think I may have placed. And he was like, Emily. <laughs> it's your first one. Yeah, I, I don't think you, you placed. Lo and behold, I came in third in my hey. age group. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, it was awesome. I got, I got an award. And I thought, if I, in 12 weeks, could come in third place in a triathlon, okay, third in my age group, but still, to me, third place, imagine if I continue improving at that rate. <laughs> I, I assume that will happen, right? Right. <laughs> I could go to the Olympics. And you're how old as you're thinking? Oh, this? I was 32. Sure. Yeah. Okay. 30. Yeah, 32. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And and you know, and, and the thing is, endurance athletes peak in their 30s. Oh, so there was like it wasn't totally ridiculous. It didn't seem totally ridiculous. <laughs> and I really felt like on the bike, I was really really strong mm -hmm. and would only get stronger and would probably as a fallback. I should consider professional cycling. <laughs> right. You know, as just in, just in case it doesn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, yeah. So after a couple months, I realized that um, I wasn't improving at that quickly of a rate. Uh-huh. And I would probably never be able to run at my very fastest more than like an eight-minute 
30-second mile. Which is very fast for a normal person. I cannot run that now. (laughs) I don't think I've ever run that in my life. I look back on those days and I'm like, oh my gosh, I did like a 25-minute 5K. I will never see that again. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so so I gave up those hopes, but I... (laughs) I stuck with triathlon. I I really did feel like I found something that took up all my energy, made me feel very, like, successful. Mm -hmm. And not just because, oh, I was... By the way, I didn't place in another race for, like, years. (laughs) Um, And then it got really popular, so even a small race, it was really hard to place in. Um, I started doing off-road triathlons so that I actually... I think I came in first or second overall for women in one of them because, again, there were like six women. (laughs) Listen, part of winning is finding your competition. (laughs) A hundred percent. It's find the weirdest thing that you can possibly do that not very many people know about and that you're like okay at. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still I'm still doing things like that. That's awesome, mm-hmm. uh, Emily. If people want to find you on the internet, where is a good place to look for you? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at my handle is weird, E M I K Y N Y C. Because too many Emilys. I yeah, I I, I didn't. Emiki N Y C. Emiki, yeah, it doesn't it. make sense. Listen, if it works, it works. Yeah. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. Great, thank you so much. Comedian Jen Welch, you have a story for me. Okay. Hi, Joanna. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> uh, so um, this story you said comes from when you were living in California. Yeah, I lived in Los Angeles from 2003 to 2010, like all through my 20s. I met my ex-husband out there. Uh-huh. Um, we got married while we were living out there. And um, I do you feel like it's so hard for me to picture you living in Los Angeles? I didn't you... fit in. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't, it wasn't good. It was was really not good. Um, What was that? That's what I was going to ask is like, were you just like a person who was meant to be living in New York City, but happened to be in LA? Yeah, I was just the grumpiest person. And I like, I I don't like sunshine. I don't like beaches. I don't like driving. It was like, I am not. And so I was just this curmudgeon. Like everybody knew me as like this tiny curmudgeon. And (laughs) And then I now I'm in New York and I'm like spiritually fit and like let's meditate and <laughs> so much more relaxed. Um, but Los Angeles, yeah, not for me. Not nope. But but you spent seven years of your life there. Seven years of my life. Seven years of my life there. Um, yeah, I. Oh yeah, you know I I, I met. I, I mean, I didn't move out there to meet a man. Whatever. I'm. I'm let me start. Here we go. God. <laughs> I, I I got a degree in film, you know, half of my, uh, like, graduating class moved to L.A., the other half moved to New York City. I moved back home to Binghamton because my parents got divorced, and uh, and after a year, a nightmare year at home, uh, my friends in L.A. were the ones who had, like, a nook in a room with an air mattress that I could live in, you know? So, so there that you was, go. So that was where I went, and then that was it, you know? Seven years later, I was like, well, and the thing about L.A. is that it's impossible to, like, there's no external references. The time is passing. Like, every day (laughs) is 75 degrees and sunny. And so it's just years of your life go by, you know, and there's no, like, oh, well, that was two winters ago or anything like that. Right. It could have been yesterday or it could have been five years ago. Totally. Totally. It's a real... um, 
it's a real uh i want to use uh, a word that i'm not allowed to a, use a mind bleep <laughs> yes it's a real mind bleep <laughs> thank you <laughs> so so you're out in la i'm out in la and uh i we had just gotten married and for my whole like wedding fitness thing all I did because you know how you want to like get in shape so you look good in the dress and all that I've heard that that's a thing yes yeah I mm, whatever (laughs) um I uh my dress was very like streamlined like it showed everything Mm -hmm. so I um I what I did for that is I bought a, a dvd uh uh off an infomercial called Turbo Jam, and <laughs> it was my favorite thing in the world. And I did it every morning when I woke up. I had uh, we had a three bedroom apartment that we lived in. My ex husband and I both had our own um, offices wow. in our apartment. I know Los Angeles, it's ridiculous. I, I can't stand it. Um, <laughs> it's like too much house to clean. Um, so I uh, so my my office had these mirrored doors. Uh, like for the closet and so it was like my own little dance studio and I would just be in there doing turbo jam every day and it felt like so good and it was super fun and ridiculous and then um, we got married and then um, we went on our honeymoon and I don't know if this because you're married I don't know if this happened to you but did you have a major um, existential like who am I life crisis once you became a wife I well so I had been with my now husband for 10 years by the time we got married so that wasn't such a big thing but I did have a physical crisis which is that I got horrendously ill the week of my wedding and so the first half of my uh honeymoon I was like downing NyQuil and just trying to breathe oh that's so sad maybe I mean you know we figured it out but uh maybe that was like my body's version of an existential crisis okay yeah well because, (laughs) because like I there was like this flip that switched in my head where it was like suddenly I have this label that I'm a wife yeah. You know, that was and weird. Yeah. All of a sudden it was, it was not weird. It was not as weird hearing him say it as me saying it. Yeah. It, yeah. it really messed with my head. And all of a sudden, and, and also on top of that, when we went on our honeymoon, um, I came home after two weeks of not doing turbo jam and suddenly it's not even like my pants. It's not like, Oh, I gained 10 pounds or something like that. If, if that's what it was, I would just keep doing turbo jam. Right. Right. Um, but what it was, was like, it was almost like my pelvis, like my pelvic bones settled in some way where it was like, oh, we're alive now. So we need to uh, be wide and accepting of like future babies. <laughs> it was like, I didn't gain weight, but none of my clothes would fit. Like my, weird. I couldn't zip up my pants. It was so weird. And it was so, and it made, and it put me in this such a weird headspace. Um, I don't know if it's like a thing that happens when you're 27 or something and your body's like hormones, but like it, it was very weird. So anyways, here's what I decided I had to do now that I'm a very serious wife person. Yes. Um, what we need to do is, um, and I roped my ex-husband into this is we need to, uh, we live three blocks away from Griffith park, which is like the central park of Los Angeles, mm-hmm. except for, mm, I'll get to this in a second. Okay. So there is, uh, I find on um, Craigslist that there is a morning uh, 5 a.m. boot camp. Woof. I don't like any of the words in that sentence. (laughs) I know. It's very early, and I'm not a morning person at all. 
Um, I again, don't, I don't like sunshine. I would rather wake up as the sun is setting. Um, so it is. Uh, it's a five or six a.m. boot camp, uh, and I am like, this is what we have to do. We have to do this fitness boot camp. And he's like, are you sure? And I'm like, this is what a wife would do, right? This is like <laughs> what an L.A. wife would do. She would go to Griffith Park for an early morning boot camp. And it had to be before work and everything. That's why it was so early. Right, right. Um, and uh, so Griffith Park is what I was going to say is like it's so we sign up, right? We sign up. We get there the first day. Uh, Griffith Park, I can't. Why can't I say this? sentence because it's like it's like trauma okay (laughs) (laughs) like griffith park is um like the central park of los angeles except for it's mostly a mountain (laughs) sure and i don't mean a hill i mean a mountain like the griffith observatory is at the top of it where you that's like the closest you are to the stars in los (laughs) angeles you know yeah um, so that is where we're doing this boot camp. Obviously there's like some flat surfaces, but not a lot. Um, it's not like you can run around a reservoir, you right. know? So, yeah, um, no, like nice New York speed, like no elevation workouts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and, and, and I also had in my head that like a work, a, a boot camp workout is going to be a lot of people who are really out of shape. It's going to be like Biggest Loser or something. And, right, and it's people I, who feel the need to get their butts kicked because they feel like they need to get their butts in gear. Yeah, sure. And really, all that I have going on here is that my like pants don't fit for some weird reason. It may have been that they got put in the dryer. I don't even know. <laughs> like, I don't know. All I know is that it's really upsetting to me. Sure. Um, and so, uh, and so. I, I'm like, at least I, I won't be the most, not that it matters and everybody's in various forms of shape or whatever, but I was like, I will get there and I will not be the worst person at this boot right, camp. Right, because you've been doing Turbo Jam, so I've you're been doing ready. Turbo Jam, right? And I danced for like 19 years of my life and I, you know, like whatever. Um, so we get there the first morning and it is uh, the the trainer, his name is Ricardo. Sure. Um my ex-husband, Brian, me, and then five, like, elite male athletes. Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Could you tell they were elite athletes just from looking at them? Oh, yeah. 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 Like, I had on a dumb t-shirt and, like, pajama pants, and they had on, like, appropriate workout clothing, (laughs) you know? Um, (laughs) And so it was like, this is like a three time a week thing that we're doing. Okay. Wow. Had you signed so, up for like a whole session? Yeah. It's five weeks, like, three, wow. five weeks, three times a week. And, uh, from the get go, I, it's early, I'm surly and I am just like not having it, but I keep showing up like, he keeps giving us these um, tasks to do. A lot of it is like resistance band training. Uh-huh. Um, and he has one like that is at the like resistance that I can use. Sure. Right. Um, and everybody else has like the red ones and like Brian's kind of in like the medium place. And I'm like, okay, show off. Um, and <laughs> you were uh, supposed to be on my side, <laughs> right? You're supposed to be with me. Um, <laughs> I am your wife. Um, 
And uh, even with the resistance band stuff, there was just certain stuff where it's like, you know, okay, I can do this, I can do that. Um, but then it's like, okay, you're standing on the band and you're holding the handles like up at your shoulders and you're going to press up into the sky. And I'm just standing there and I'm like, I can't press up. <laughs> and he's like, just stand there then. And I'm like, well, what do you mean just stand there? He's like, just stand there and press up. And I'm like, I can't press up. And he's like, just stand there and press up. And I was like, like I'm paying you all this money so I can stand here and not even press up are you kidding me and then um and then uh like into the second week all of a sudden instead of doing our crunches and our little running laps around the creek and like you know uh that sort of stuff all of a sudden he's like you know what it's a nice day today we're gonna hike And he takes us, he has us run to this, like, certain point at the base of the mountain. And it's not even the trail that you can walk up to the observatory. It's like side of a mountain hiking, right? It's like, it's like climbing a mountain. It's like you're, you've got footholds and you're grabbing onto, like, brush and plants. And, and like, Brian just, like, you know, the male athletes and Brian are just, like, up at the top. And I'm down there at the bottom, like, just. I couldn't contain myself, like, at these workout sessions. Like, Ricardo would just patiently, like, be behind me, like, okay, now put your foot here, now put your foot there. And I'd be like, I know where to put my foot, Like, I would just, like, I would lay into him, like, through the whole thing. Like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You're making me climb to the top of this mountain. And he'd be like, okay, and then grab that brush over there and then grab that. And I'd be like, this is ridiculous i didn't pay you for this you know and like i it was awful um and brian afterwards would always be like you know you got to be nicer to ricardo and i'm like i'm paying him money (laughs) 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 i just turned into this awful person and like it but it was crazy because like i'd get home from it well first of all like you know everybody else would be stuck at the top waiting for me which is like so embarrassing yeah um but it's like oh you athletes can't figure out something to do with yourselves like you don't even (laughs) need this class there was one week where we woke up late and we went to the 7 a.m one instead of the 6 a.m one Uh at the 7 a.m one i was the elite athlete (gasps) amazing all it takes is one hour (laughs) i know but you know what I hated it. I was waiting for everybody. You couldn't figure out anything to do with yourself. I know. I was like, what am I? I'm at the top. What am I supposed to do now? They're all down there sweating and vomiting. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> did you do the whole the whole session? Did you stick with it? We did five weeks. Wow. And you know what? what? Here's here's uh, here's the uh, here's the kicker. All of this swearing at Ricardo, all of this like climbing mountains and like saying there's no way it's going to happen, and then getting to the top, and then. Uh, finally, the last week, I am standing there with my resistance band, with my handles at my shoulders, and guess what I did? Did you press up? I did a single press up. Wow! <laughs> and I cried, and Ricardo picked me up and spun me around, and everybody <laughs> clapped for me. <laughs> because I did a single press up with the easiest level of a resistance band. <laughs> I think they were cheering because you stuck to it and I think uh, so. had a personal victory. Yes. We don't all start from the same place. That's so true. 
Uh, You know, I have to say this has a different lesson than I thought there was going to be at the beginning. It sort of sounds like the lesson is you did exactly the right thing and had a personal success out of it. Well, I still couldn't fit into my pants. (laughs) It sounds like it was a problem with the dryer. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) It totally was. Oh, Jen, I'm so glad you survived your boot camp. Oh my God, it was Uh, the worst. I'm so glad you're living in New York now where it's perfectly acceptable to swear at people that you're paying to make you thinner. Thank you. Thank (laughs) you. It feels good. And I have to say, Ricardo, he was a real trooper. He really, like, he did not take it personally. And, uh, and, and I will say at the 7 a.m. session, he probably had a lot more women swearing at him. Probably. So for at 6 a.m. it was just me. Well, shout out to Ricardo. Yeah. Uh, Jen, if people want to find you and your comedy on the internet, where should they look for you? Oh, they should look for me on Twitter. Um, I'm on Twitter at Jen Welch now. That's Jen with two N's. And then Welch like the grape juice. And then now like right now. Awesome. Uh, thanks so much for sharing your story. Thank you for having me to talk about it. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Just One More with Joanna and Daphne. Our show is hosted by Daphne Yang and me, Joanna Shaw-Flam. We're produced and edited by me. Our theme music is by Hannah vs. The Many, who you can hear at hannahvsthemany.com. We'll be back next week. You can make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing to Just One More on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, or whatever you use to listen to podcasts. For show notes, help subscribing, and to join us on Patreon, you can go to our website, justonemorepodcast.com. Let us know what you think. Find us on Twitter and Instagram, at justonemorepod, on Facebook at facebook.com slash justonemorepodcast, or you can email us at info at justonemorepodcast.com. Thanks again, and we will see you next week.